The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big hump day, a Wednesday, September the 13th. As uh, uh, NFL news, of course, Aaron uh, Rodgers, uh, pretty much the story of the last couple days uh, with that. Of course, Major League Baseball uh, continuing and uh, Matt Olson still hitting them out to Paul Park. Anyway, uh, also, we have a couple of high school coaches on later on this morning, and Coach Rick Hudson, along uh, with Highland Baptist Bears, along with uh, Coach Artie Lowe's of the Delcom Panthers. Uh, some high school schedules, of course, always are today in sports history, but uh, I guess the news, if you haven't been under a rock for the last few days, uh, after losing quarterback Aaron Rodgers to a season-ending Achilles uh, tear, and that was confirmed yesterday by an MRI with the New York Jets and Coach uh, Robert Saley uh, gave Zach Wilson a strong endorsement as a new starter and scuffed at those who believe their playoff hopes are ruined. Of course, you know, uh, he went on to say, Coach went on to say that I don't know why people are trying to put an obituary under our team name. He told uh, reporters on a Zoom call, Rogers, of course, was injured. You're ready for the fourth snap of the season and was placed on injured reserve. We'll have surgery, repairs, Achilles. Uh, Coach uh, Saleh uh, declined to reveal the timetable but indicated their hope is that the four-time MVP, uh, the centerpiece of their blockbuster offseason, will stay with the team during his rehab. Of course, a devastating injury uh, sparked an intense speculation about possible replacements. Of course, the Jets are expected to add a veteran, but uh, Coach emphasized that Wilson is the new quarterback one, that no acquisition would be brought in to compete with the former first-round draft pick. And he went on to say, I do want to make it very clear that Zach's our quarterback. We've got a lot of faith in Zach. This is Zach's team, and we're rolling with Zach, he added. Of course, Wilson, who struggled last season, was demoted twice, will make his 23rd career start Sunday uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, of course, journeyman Tim Boyle would be brought up from the practice squad to be the primary backup for the game. Of course, the Jets' grand plan was to have Wilson, who's only 24, learned under Rodgers for a couple of years before returning him to the starting job, but everything changed. At 4:04 in Monday uh, night's 22 to 16 overtime victory over the Buffalo Bills. Of course, uh, anyway, Rogers' left leg was planted in the turf and his Achilles ruptured. A slow motion replay showed uh, his left calf, the same calf he strained in organized team activities, uh, reverberating uh, as he went down for the sack. Of course, uh, offensive linemen tried to help him up, but Rogers told them, "I'm not getting up." And it was a crushing blow to the Jets, who traded for Rodgers and built their season around him. Because of his age at 39, the severity of the injury, his future is now in uh, a major question. So uh, before Monday night, uh, the former Green Bay Packers star said on numerous occasions he wanted to play a few more years. He's under contract through 2025. His total due of $75 million in guarantees after taking a voluntary $35 million pay cut in August. He's making $37 million this season, all guaranteed. Of course, uh, Coach Chalet uh, declined to speculate on Rogers' future. Um, he went on to say, as you guys can imagine, he's down. Uh, I'll let him answer those questions. I didn't get into the future of what he's expecting or what he's thinking. I think I had a conversation tactfully. Uh, left for another day, but he's, uh, you can imagine, with everything that is invested in him, he obviously is a little disappointed. So, uh, anyway, the Jets, who began the season, Super Bowl aspirations will turn to the quarterback they sent to the bench in the offseason. They build this as the reset button for Wilson, who spent the past few months learning at Rogers' side. They hope uh, that he'll be able to improve his fundamentals while not having the pressure of a starter. Wilson sparked a firestorm last season, you know, after a poor performance against the Patriots. He declined to accept any blame for the loss in the post-game news conference. Two days later, he was benched. He said he had a lot more to prepare for. But after replacing uh, Rodgers during the first possession, Wilson went 14 out of 21 for 140 yards and was even. He threw into coverage for a costly interception, but also helped rally the team from a 10-point deficit in the fourth quarter with a three-yard touchdown pass to uh, Garrett Wilson, who made an incredible catch, too, in that regard. Of course, Wilson won five of his first six starts last season, although he passed for uh, under 155 yards in three of those victories. So uh, with that, Rogers' injury sparked controversy around the league with a new turf field at MetLife Stadium and the overall safety of turf surfaces 
Eagles uh, cornerback Darius Slay speaking to reporters in Philadelphia, ripped the quality of the field. He said, MetLife, everybody knows about that blankety-blank stadium. Slay said they need to go. Anyway, that's sad for anybody to go down because of play this dangerous game. Everybody thinks we're superheroes, but we're really not. Of course, uh, uh, Slay doesn't think that the field caused the injury, saying, uh, no, if it was a non-contact injury, I think that'd be uh, something to discuss, obviously. But it was a kind of forcible injury. I think that was trauma-induced. I do know players fear grass, and there's a lot invested in those young men. In preseason, uh, Rogers said he preferred to play on grass, but said MetLife Stadium is one of the best services I've seen that's artificial. And again, new this year. New surface. That's right. And uh, with that, uh, of course, Rogers. Uh, the question now for Rogers uh, is: This a career-ending injury to come back from a, an Achilles injury? Uh, don't know. Uh, I'm sure after the MRI, don't know the total damage to an Achilles, but it is repairable. But at the age of 39 years of age, you wonder if uh, Rogers would want to stick it out and uh, continue playing. Uh, that I guess that's going to be the question. Uh, with uh, goes with his rehab, but um. yeah, Andrew Luck. One of the reasons why he retired at such an early age, uh, he understood that the rehab process, coming back from these injuries, is difficult, and he was done with it at a much earlier age. And I could see it, but I I also know the chip that's on Aaron Rodgers' shoulder, and he'll want to get back. Uh, I think he will work toward playing again uh, just because he wants to end on a high note yeah and uh with that uh aaron Rodgers, um of course going through a, a long stint of rehab but today in the medical profession is just amazing what they can do and how they can do it and then quickly get you back on your feet and uh uh we'll see uh with rogers i, I guess it's going to be his call uh, he's got uh, two more years, I think, 2024 and 2025. Maybe I don't know if it comes, his contract ends in 2025 or if it's through 2025. I'm not really sure. I thought initially it was a two-year deal. But. Yeah, that's that's what I did, too. And he took some pay cuts uh, yeah, to go yeah. with the Jets. So, uh, you know, the itch is still there for him. Um, so we'll see what, what transpires in the next uh, few days with uh, Aaron Rodgers. So, uh Anyway, uh, this coming uh, uh, weekend, you know, a whole host of games in the NFL, of course, uh, with uh, 16 games. Of course, the Saints play Monday night. Uh, they'll kick it off at approximately 6.15 on ESPN, while the second game will feature uh, on ABC um, uh, with that. So uh, the Saints uh, head to Carolina to see Carolina, of course, uh, itching. Uh, they were beaten by the Falcons in their Opener uh, by the score of 24, I believe, to uh, 6 or 7. And uh, with that, um, we'll see what uh, the NFC South has dialed up for that. So uh, uh, with that, so Derek uh, Carr and the Saints' uh, new quarterback. So 1-0 uh, in the year so far. Of course, uh, Aaron Rodgers, who mentioned, tore that Achilles is out for the season. So uh, one weekend. So uh with that, um, anyway, as I mentioned earlier in the, as a teaser, that Matt Olson homing again last night, giving him 51, and the last lefty to hit that many was Ryan Howard back with the Phillies in 2006. So uh, we'll see what uh, the Braves right now are uh, playing great baseball. Uh, well, not in the last three innings last night, that's <laughs> for sure. I was watching uh, it uh, along with the Cub game, and, and for uh, Atlanta, as the Phillies were just a gaff in front of the Cubs, the top wild card spot, and that's a big deal because it is the top wild card uh, hosts all three games. It's a best of three series, and you want to be at home if you can. Otherwise, you're on the road for three games. And uh, the Cubs had an early lead, two to nothing. And a buddy of mine's watching the Atlanta game, and so I'm keeping my eye on it as as well, and thinking the Cubs could pick up a game there, but. Six to one lead evaporated for uh, the Braves uh, through the seventh, eighth, and then eventually into extra innings. Yeah, and the Braves again uh, hit th- two homers last night. Of course, Olson hits number fifty-one. Uh, with that, the Braves, uh, meanwhile, uh, moving right along uh, in that uh, the standings right now as uh, over in the National League, uh, the. Uh, the Braves hold uh, commanding. They've qualified for the playoffs. Now they're trying to just uh, get a, a set match in their division, which uh, 
I think they're just a game or two away uh, away from uh, clinching uh, the Eastern Division right now. There's 16 games ahead of Philadelphia, who uh, uh, last night uh, lost. Uh, of course, the Braves are only playing at 500. <laughs> the Cardinals went into Atlanta last weekend. Last week, it took two out of three from the Braves. Just unbelievable. Right now, the Cards uh, uh, split with uh, Baltimore right now. The, of course, he's leading in the AL East. Meanwhile, uh, Milwaukee's still holding on. They've uh, increased their lead. They've won two in a row. They're six and four in their last ten, along with the Cubs, who are four games back now. Cincinnati, uh, even though they've won two in a row, they're six and four in their last ten. Uh, they're starting to fade a little bit. Uh, out west, the Dodgers maintain a 13-game lead. Uh, they're playing 500 ball. They're five and five in their last ten. They're 88 and 56. With that, course, uh, Colorado has been el- eliminated completely from any uh, playoff contention. Uh, they're the first team to uh, be eliminated. Over Just, despite winning yesterday. Yeah, that's correct. And also, uh, meanwhile, the Orioles uh, right now have a three-game lead over Tampa Bay. Uh, the Orioles have won eight out their last ten. Of course, they lost last night. The Cards uh, tripped them up five to two. Uh, anyway, Cardinals can be a little smaller as they play a couple of top teams the next few weeks uh, with approximately 15, 17, 18 games left in the regular season. Elsewhere, Toronto is starting to fade a little bit. Uh, they've lost uh, two in a row. Uh, the Yankees, uh, one game above 500, so it keeps the AL East. Every team in the AL East is above 500 as the Yankees have won three in a row to go seven and three in their last ten. Uh, Central Division, Minnesota. Uh, it's starting to pull away from Cleveland, who's uh, basically eight down on the loss side. So uh, Minnesota, uh, just uh, seven games up on the uh, over 500. They're six and four in their last ten. Uh, pretty much uh, with the remaining games they have left, have a good opportunity to win that division. Uh, elsewhere, out west, Houston now, uh, which had uh, played uh, you know pretty well over the course of the summer, has now taken a one-game lead. Over Texas and Seattle is one and a half back. Seattle's starting to fade a little bit. They're three and seven in their last ten, while both the Rangers in Houston are five and five in their last ten. So uh, we'll see how that all turns out. As uh, in the wild card race, uh, in the meantime, uh, over in the American League, Tampa Bay has an eight plus uh, eight and a half plus uh, game lead in the uh, wild card, followed by Texas and Seattle. Uh, with that, Toronto uh, is tied with Seattle, so uh, those two teams are battle out for the final uh, spot. But uh, Boston is seven back, uh, kind of tough to make that up with uh, 15 to 16 games left. The Yankees are seven also back. Meanwhile, over in the National League, the Phillies have a three-and-a-half uh, lead on the wild card along with the Cubs at two. Arizona makes up the third spot. Cincinnati one back along with Miami one and a half. San Francisco one and a half and those teams still have a shot to make the playoffs. Meanwhile, San Diego uh, also starting to uh, fade away. They're eight games back in the wild card. So uh, anyway, as things turn it up, uh, Colorado to my knowledge, uh, over in the American League, the White Sox, Oakland, and Kansas City all have been eliminated from uh, playoff competition. Meanwhile, uh, in uh, other sporting news, as I mentioned, the Saints are going to head out to Carolina this weekend, take on the former Heisman Trophy candidate uh, in Bryce Young. Of course, the uh, the Saints uh, win their game um, last Sunday, uh, 16-15. to 15, and We talked about that, how uh, uh, Will Lutz missed an extra point and a field goal uh, for Denver, and they get beat uh, – by one point also, but the uh, Saints go with the rookie, uh, Grappy, and uh, he comes through with three field goals and an extra point. And uh, the Saints right now uh, sitting pretty. They're a three-point pick out in, uh, out in Colorado, or I should say east uh, in Colorado, as the Saints uh, over and under is 40. The Saints uh, trying to – they've had trouble too, folks. In uh, Carolina, I think Carolina's won maybe three out the last four, five out the last seven that they've played the Saints. And so don't stick this one in the win column. They still got a lot of things to do in the fan pick contest. Uh, that there are a lot of fans that are picking uh, Carolina. So uh, the Saints are a three-point pick. Of course, all of these numbers uh, right now are all put in. With um, right now, the Saints uh, need to get their running game going too. Uh, their defense played pretty well. Uh, we'll see how that transpires with that. Of course, uh, other games uh, around the league: Minnesota's at Philadelphia, Green Bay takes on Atlanta in Atlanta. So uh, 
Uh, Jordan Love had a pretty uh, pretty great outing, throwing three touchdown passes over 300 yards uh, to have Green Bay their first win as they take down the Bears. Elsewhere, Las Vegas travels to Buffalo. Uh, they're 1-0 to take on the 0-1 Bills. Uh, Bills are a 9.5-point pick in that game. Baltimore and Cincinnati go out of the division game. Uh, Cincinnati is a five-and-a-half-point, three-and-a-half-point choice. Uh, Joe Burrow had a rough outing uh, last Sunday. He only threw for 82 yards in that loss to Cleveland. Uh, Meanwhile, Seattle at Detroit. Uh, Detroit uh, beat the world champs uh, last Thursday night to open the season. They'll take on Seattle in Detroit. Elsewhere, the Chargers travel to Tennessee. Uh, both teams are 0-1 as the Chargers lost a shootout with the Dolphins. Tennessee, of course, at one point lost to the Saints. Uh, elsewhere, the Bears travel to Tampa Bay uh, to take on uh, Baker Mayfield. And uh, let's see if uh, Justin Field can get on track finally. Uh, Tampa Bay, a three-point pick in that game over in Tampa Bay at a noon kickoff. Kansas City licking their wounds. They travel to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. They're a three-point pick in that game, a noon game. Indianapolis and Houston both 0-1. Indianapolis, a one-point pick in Houston to take on uh, the Texans. Elsewhere, San Francisco 1-0, take on the Rams 1-0. Of course, San Francisco uh, hammered Pittsburgh over in Pittsburgh to open the season. Meanwhile, the Rams uh, uh, won a, a big game as they win going away. The, San Francisco, though, an eight-point pick in that game. Giants at Arizona. Boy, the Giants how, uh, got shut out by uh, by Dallas in that game. Arizona didn't look good either. The Giants are a five-and-a-half-point pick as they travel out west. Elsewhere, the Jets take on uh, Dallas in Dallas. It should be an interesting game. We'll see what Zach Wilson can do replacing Aaron Rodgers. And uh, Sunday afternoon, uh, that Dallas Jet game. Also uh, Sunday afternoon, Washington at Denver. Coach Sean Payton takes on the Commanders. They're 1-0. They won a game over the weekend while Denver suffered that one-point loss with Lutz, missing a field goal and an extra point. Elsewhere, Miami turns to New England. Uh, that'll be the Sunday night game as the uh, Dolphins uh, looking pretty good as Tua uh, throws for 400-plus uh, yards. And New England uh, can't uh, make a play late to uh, to go with uh, their loss to uh, – I'm trying to remember who they lost in that game uh, uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, but New England uh, just couldn't find the firepower late in the game to uh, bring it to uh, an edge elsewhere. Cleveland and travels to Pittsburgh. That's going to be the second Monday night game. Of course, the Saints, as I mentioned, come on at 6.15 Monday on ESPN, while uh, the Cleveland-Pittsburgh game will be uh, on uh, ABC. Uh, Cleveland, a two-point pick over the uh, Steelers, as the Steelers suffered a defeat to uh, San Francisco, who pretty much controlled that game in Pittsburgh uh, that uh, afternoon. So uh, with that. Anyway, um uh, that's NFL football uh, for you right now. Also on the collegiate side, uh, some big games this weekend. Uh, with that, of course, the Tigers uh, travel to Starkville to take on uh, Mississippi State. Uh, elsewhere uh, around the state, uh, UL will uh, also be on the road at UAB in Birmingham, taking on uh, uh, Birmingham. Uh, Birmingham, a two-and-a-half-point pick in that game. Uh, we're, I'm curious to see what uh, – of course, Colorado, Coach Prime, doing his job uh, as they're going to be on national television. I do I do believe uh, this coming uh, weekend as uh, they're 2-0. and Coach Prime wins his first game. I think they're doing game day there. I th- yeah, I think you're right about that uh, out uh, in Boulder uh, with that. Just trying to go through my notes here. With this, but uh, yeah, Colorado takes on uh, Colorado State, an in-state rival. Believe it or not, Colorado is now number 18th in the country uh, in the polls, and uh, they're a 23 and a half point pick over uh, Colorado State, the Rams, uh, Mountain West team, and over and under is 60. And I tell you, most uh, what it's impressed me more about Colorado is not necessarily their defense. It's the play of uh, of uh, Deion Sanders, his son. Uh, he he's just a gamer, uh, and he was highly recruited coming out of high school. Uh, uh, he could have gone just about anywhere he wanted. Uh, of course, his dad had taken the job at uh, Jackson State, and his son followed him there, and the rest is history. And as he took the job at Colorado and Boulder uh, last year, or maybe earlier this year. Uh, he's they, they've been impressive uh, throwing the football. He threw it for over 500 yards in his first outing uh, 
against uh, uh, the uh, team they beat. Uh, uh, of course, they beat Nebraska last week, the first team they played. Uh, Colorado played in that opening game. TCU. TCU, uh, the, the, one of the team they played for the national championship, though, even though it got beat 65-7 to in that game against Georgia. But uh, everything I've seen, uh, the young man at quarterback for uh, – for the uh, uh, Buffalo, uh, Buffalo, for the uh, Bisons uh, of Colorado, uh, no, pretty impressive. Buffalo. Yeah, pretty impressive uh, with that. So, uh, anyway, what more, more can I say? And then the young man that's going both ways. Did he do that last week? I think the first week he played 120 plus snaps. Not sure about last week uh, with their win over Nebraska, but uh, going both ways. Uh, Travis Hunter, I think, is his name. Uh, just a, a pretty amazing. He was highly, highly sought after coming out of high school, had committed to Florida State, then uh, over that period of time decided to um, rethink his uh, commitment and ended up with Coach Prime, talked him uh, coming to Jackson State. And uh, his first year there, I think they went 5-7, and seven, then 11-1 and one, and maybe 12-1 and one at uh, Jackson State. Uh, Coach Prime did and get the offer from uh, Colorado. You wonder if uh, – uh, Jeff, if he has some success, if Colorado goes, I don't know, ten and two or eight and three, of course, or I mean eight and four, will uh, he still got to play USC? Not sure if they play UCLA and Washington, Washington State, Oregon, Oregon State, Arizona, Arizona State, so Utah. So he still got some tough games to play. So uh, two games does not make a season, but so far so good for for Deion Sanders and his team with the Colorado Buffaloes uh, up in Boulder. Anyway, uh, time to take a break here. Uh, we've got a couple high school coaches uh, on the wake uh, as Coach uh, Hudson, Rick Hudson, will be on at 7 30 in the next few moments. And along with 745 Audio Lousy, you listen to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 1075 and AM 1240. We'll be right back. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Jacob has been traveling around District 49 talking to friends and neighbors about bringing prosperity and economic freedom to all our citizens. As we visited with thousands of people across our great district, many asked, how can we get involved in moving our district forward? Join us by going to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com where you can easily sign up and join our campaign. Go to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com and register now to join us. Pay for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also like Licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at LA Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465 3888. LA Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Cane 1075. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And on the line with us is uh, head football coach of the Holland Baptist Bears, Coach Rick Hudson. Good morning, Coach, and welcome to the show. Good morning, guys. Anyway, Coach, um, a couple of tough losses uh, the last couple of weeks to open the season as uh, uh, you opened up with Homer Christian and uh, then played uh, Hamilton Christian, I believe, last weekend. Uh, coach, uh, how are things going? And um, uh, who are you facing uh, this coming week? When we go to St. John's uh, in Plaquemine on Friday night, we'll be playing at Plaquemine High School. Uh, it'd be the uh, fourth year in a row that we've that we've uh, had them on the schedule, 
And uh, they've got a new coach this year, and so with it, it changed everything from what they've been doing the last two years. And uh, so we have to get ready for the wing tee again. Uh, we saw that in the Jamboree against Delcom, and, and we struggled with it a little bit there, but there were some some uh, unusual situations in, in that Jamboree week with their situation. That with uh, They had a bunch of players out with COVID. So uh, I wasn't even sure we were even going to get to play uh, play Delcom in the Jamboree. But anyway... Uh, you know, it's a different it's a different type of offense. You don't see it very often, and uh, that's that's been the main focus of our of our practices this week uh, is trying to get our defense ready to defend that. Coach, I know we had you on a couple of Saturday mornings, but why don't you recap those first couple of games? Uh, some of the things that led to some tough losses. Well, we played uh, Homa Christian the first week, and you know they've got a, a good team this year. They have 15 seniors. Um, you know, compared to our five seniors, and, and that does make a difference, in, in especially in the Class A level. Uh, it was a 20 to seven ball game in the second half, and we had a chance to possibly cut the lead to uh, to seven, and uh, got a couple of penalties uh, in the red zone. End up not getting any points out of the drive, and uh, then in the fourth quarter, they you know they added some more more scores there to to make it a, a non you know uh, kind of a blowout score at the end. And then last week we played uh, Hamilton Christian, who probably has the best athlete we'll see all year uh, at quarterback. He's a young man who's just a freshman, uh, supposedly the best baseball prospect in his class in the Lake Charles area. Also an outstanding basketball player and and uh, also a great football player. And uh, we were down seven to nothing at the uh, six to nothing at halftime against them. And in the first half, we had two drives that stalled inside the 10-yard line. Didn't get any points out of either one of those. So, uh, you know, I thought our kids played very competitively, especially the second game. We didn't have Parker Perry. Uh, he's still under concussion protocol. Uh, and uh, But but had a young man, Landon DeQueer, came in and filled in for him and did an outstanding job. Uh, but ultimately, uh, you know, Hamilton's quarterback took over uh, late in the in the uh, second half, and, and we end up losing there by score twenty-six to six. Gotcha. I was going to ask you about Parker. Uh, so he's still under uh, the protocol. Still under protocol. Uh, I'm kind of. I was hopeful that he'd be able to come back this week. Right now, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, but like I said, Landon did a great job last week, and we've already we've already been through one week of preparations uh, to go to go without Parker. So uh, I think we'll be fine. There you go. Yeah, having uh, extra preparation time and uh, knowing that you're likely going to be the starter, a uh, much better mindset to prepare. Tell us uh, about a few of your other players, uh, the keys uh, to your uh, season this year. Well, you know, one of our returning players is Charlie Dartes, and he plays both ways. He'll play uh, linebacker. He'll also play fullback. He'll also play uh, running back at times. Uh, he rushed for over 100 yards last week, had a great game on offense, and led us in tackles as well. So, uh, so far this season, he's been doing uh, just a really outstanding job on both sides of the ball. Then we've got Blake White, who's a returning all-district player, too, uh, playing in the secondary, and he'll play at Summit receiver, and then he'll play some in the back. So, uh, you know, those are two guys that have uh, been playing since they were sophomores, or some of them freshmen. Uh, so, you know, our kids uh, look up to those two guys because of their experience, and they're having great seasons as well. All right. Uh, we talked about it Saturday, but a little quirk in the schedule. First of four straight road games. Uh, is there anything about the, the dealing with the psyche of players with that kind of situation, or uh, can you get into a rhythm uh, hitting the road uh, four straight weeks? I think you can, and, you know, sometimes I've said this about high school kids a lot. Uh, I think sometimes getting on a bus and getting, you know, the, the colleges nowadays, they don't stay in their own rooms the night before the game. You know, they go put them in a hotel, even if it's a home game, to try to make every week the same. And uh, I think sometimes you get a high school kids on a bus and you leave town, and I think they get a little more focused sometimes. There's, there's fewer distractions. I don't know, you know, with, with phones, maybe that that's not as much of a deal, but uh, – uh, but anyway, uh, I think sometimes getting on the road as a, as a group can uh, kind of help, help you uh, bond and get ready for the game. Uh, Coach, uh, during the course of uh, you know the early fall workouts with all the heat and all, how's the hydration going for you and your team uh, with that uh, many 
issues with cramps or things of that nature and uh, how things going with that course uh, during the course of the games you have those hydration periods each quarter at the six minute mark but your team how, how they've been affected with that well I don't want to jinx myself but we've only had one cramp in a game in the first two weeks uh, so I think what we're doing in terms of preparation and hydration and conditioning and things like that is paying off for us um, and of course you know I have John Williams who's in his 47th year as an athletic trainer. And, and uh, you know, this is the first time in all the years we've worked together where he's told me, you know, we can't go out in pads or we can't go out or if we go out, we got to be back in, you know, we got to take a break and come back inside in, in 15 or 20 minutes, whatever. And, uh, you know, it's made it a little more complicated getting practices finished. They've got, had to be extended a little bit uh, because of the downtime. But, uh, you know, like I said, I think what we're doing right now has, has been successful in terms of uh, keeping our kids hydrated and, and avoiding dehydration and, and uh, that sort of thing that, I, that I'm you know, reading about with a lot of other schools. You know, I, I hate to suggest it's been cool, but it's been a little more reasonable. Have you noticed that? Has it had an effect? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even the days you go out there, it's 90 degrees. Heat index might be about 90 you know, 94 or whatever, and then you compare that to a couple of weeks ago when it was, you know, heat index was 112. I mean, that, that's a significant difference. And, uh, you know, you get acclimated to those things by being out in them. And, uh, you know, like I said, we've had some, some days that really weren't that cool but felt cool compared to what we've been trying to, to deal with. Yeah, I, I remember uh, complaining about double sessions in August in Chicago. I can only imagine what it had been like uh, this past uh, August for you guys? Well, you know, I, I'm not a I'm not a global warming guy, but uh, this is probably the hottest uh, hottest August I've ever had to coach with. Understood, Coach. Uh, happy to have you back on uh, Bayou Sports on these Wednesday mornings. We'll also continue to check in with you on Saturdays. But appreciate the time. Anything else uh, going on on campus before we let you go? Well, you know, all our fall sports are in full gear. Cross country went to a track meet uh, uh, in Florida a couple of weeks ago, uh, maybe this past week, and I'm, I'm getting my weekends all get muddled together. And then, of course, we got volleyball, who's in full swing, and and so it's a it's a busy time over here. Real good. Well, coach, again, uh, appreciate you joining us. Best of luck in the west rest of your week of preparation. We'll look forward to checking in with you Saturday. Good deal. Look forward to talking to you all then. Oh, yeah. Good luck to you, Coach. Appreciate it. Appreciate Coach uh, Rick Hudson uh, over at Highland Baptist. Yeah, they travel up to Baton Rouge uh, this week, or I should Plaquemine. say Plaquemine. Yeah, right outside of Baton Rouge to take on uh, Plaquemine, uh, St. John. Uh, and uh, they've played, as you mentioned, they've played St. John uh, uh, three out the last four years. This will be their fourth opportunity uh, to play St. John. And uh, uh, now, Homer Christian um, over in. Uh, um, I think a double-A school now uh, handed them a, a, a big loss but, and then came back and played uh, uh, Hamilton Christian, I should say Homer Christian in uh, the home area, along with uh, Hamilton Christian and Lake Charles that would beat 26-6, to as he mentioned. Uh, I'm surprised. Uh, he said one of the final ball players in the state. I'm surprised the Bar Buccaneers I, hadn't I, eaten I, him I, up. If, if nothing else, one of the finer quarterbacks he is going to see. That's right. That's right. Kind of how he put it but um you know i i, I hope the fans uh, stick with this team uh, especially with four straight road games um a little fan support would help on the road yeah it sure would and uh of course uh holland baptist not a big school but uh jeff i can recall when you and i did the initial game back uh, in august of 09 uh when they played i think a uh i want to say a team from homer huh uh, would it would have been this uh, Homer Christian team possibly? It, possibly, um, they were in. They weren't in the LHSAA at the That's time. Right. It was uh, a Christian league, and I, I don't recall exactly, but it's that does sound familiar. And they, uh, I want to say they, uh, Artie Lowes, it was. I was going to say coach. the next guy we're scheduled to That's talk right. to probably knows the answer <laughs> to that question. <laughs> that trivia question as uh, that game that night, a well, high scoring game, and. Uh, it was pretty interesting, too. Of course, I think both programs, that was the initial football game, I think, for Holland Baptist that, that particular night. It was definitely their first win. I don't know if it was their first game. But, but uh, really uh, interesting to watch, and uh, it was almost like Artie uh, uh, talking to us uh, before and after the game. Uh, 
uh, just something different. You know, you got to remember this our initial uh, season and all. But it was it was a fun game to do, fun game to do in that regard. So uh, anyway, of course, high school football on tap. Uh, just a few games on Friday night. Karen Crow at Southside, Crowley at Iota, North Central at uh, the Thrive Academy. Of course, Friday, a whole host of games. We'll get back with that. But uh, we get ready to take our next break. You'll listen to Bayou Sports here on a big hump day Wednesday. Uh, September the 13th, we'll be back with uh, Coach Artie Lauza of the Delcom Panthers right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answer to pain.com. Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Louisiana needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Okay, Wednesday, September the 13th, uh, on the line with us as head football coach uh, for the Delcom Panthers, Artie Laoza. Good morning, Artie, and welcome to the show. Morning, morning. And, uh, Coach, uh, how are things going? I know uh, you've uh, had two games so far this year. You opened up the season, I think, against uh, the Hanson Memorial and then uh, – uh, was it last week you played Centerville, or was it vice versa? Yeah, we we opened against Centerville and then had Hanson week two. And, uh, you know, we're, we're a bunch of young guys this year uh, kind of learning the game. And, you know, it's been a lot of fun kind of getting back to basics and, uh, you know, teaching these young guys and, and watching them grow week to week. Yeah, Coach, uh, with that, of course, you lost two fine players, I can recall, in Parker LeBlanc and uh, Jax Wiggins, who were two fine players for you the last few years. And, uh, of course, you uh, take on Pope John Paul uh, II, I do believe. You Do you travel to Slidell? Yeah, we're going to Slidell this year. And uh, do we still have family over at Pope John Paul? Was your dad uh, still uh, had something to do with Pope John Paul over the years? Yep, he, he's coaching the offensive line. He did that last year, and he's doing that again this year. And my my former head coach in high school is helping him this year in the backfield. So uh, I'll get to have a lot of uh, nostalgia when I go back this, this week. Coach, we didn't have a chance to talk to you about uh, the Hanson game in, in large part uh, Saturday because you still had to finish the game Saturday afternoon. Uh, explain that experience to us and how did uh, the, that game uh, meter out? Well, I tell you, that's the first time in my career I've had to start a game and then come back and finish it on a Saturday. That was it was kind of strange for all of us, and of course, on Saturday the bands weren't there and all that kind of stuff, so it almost felt like a scrimmage. But uh, you know, we went out and they—they they were just—they're a senior-heavy team, and and they dominated us on the defensive line, and and their quarterback is just very good, and he—he's good on his feet and and throwing the ball. I think he throws a 92 mile an hour fastball, so he's got an arm, and uh, you know, they—they they got the better of us. I think the final score was 49 to 14. One good thing is that we did recover a fumble uh, in their territory, and we were able to convert that for a touchdown. So, 
you know, that was a positive there. And there are a lot of teaching moments as well on film for these young players. Yeah, no doubt. And, Coach, uh, you talked about having lost uh, key players. Uh, not unusual. You're going to have turnover every year. You're losing seniors all the time. But this season, uh, it just seemed a little bit more uh, daunting of a task to rebuild. Right. Well, we lost 13 seniors, which in a small school is a big class. And, and we only have nine upperclassmen this year. That's six seniors and three juniors. So we have 26 uh, ninth and 10th graders and then two eighth graders that we had to pull up. So we have a lot of young guys on the field uh, this year. But uh, but I tell you, it's, it's, it's been a real pleasure uh, coaching these guys because they give effort every day. Coach, also I heard rumors uh, with regards to COVID may have affected the, not only the team but maybe the school itself where there was some COVID uh, incidents uh, with that. Uh, has that affected your team much uh, throughout the first couple of games? It affected us going into the Jamboree, which really kind of kind of put a halt on everything. You know, we were kind of rolling there in the preseason, and then the week of the Jamboree, we had four or five kids out. Uh, I think total we ended up having six out at one point, and, you know, we had to play a lot of when, – when you're that young and then you have to play backups, that really puts you in a bind, you know, for the Jamboree. So so that was tough, but we got that out of the way before the uh, regular season started. Good to hear and while uh, certainly the COVID protocols have changed over the last three years, uh, obviously they're, they're still in place uh, because you uh, were able to discover that. What kind of processes do you guys go through now in, in regard to uh, detecting COVID or eliminating it as a risk? Yeah, really, everything's pretty normalized now. The big thing is when they get symptoms, you know, they, they want to go test. And then if they test positive, they're out of school now for uh, whatever the doctor tells them, what the doctor's usually been telling them five days. They can return after five days of no symptoms. So uh, that that's kind of what we've been going by. That's I think the parish goes by what the doctor tells them to do. Very good. Apart from uh, your dad being uh, offensive line coach, what do you know about Pope John? What kind of challenge will they be giving you this week? Well, I tell you, they're they're young as well. Uh, the, their advantage is that they play. They play two platoons, so they have an offense and a defense. Very few people play both ways, uh, so they get a lot more practice on their side of the ball. And looking at them on film, uh, very similar to us, similar offense, ball control offense, a lot of running. Uh, they seem to play a, a, at a just a tick higher of a speed than we do, so we're going to have to match that speed if we're going to compete Friday night. Very good. Coach, uh... Before we let you go, anything else going on on campus uh, you want to share or uh, any other thoughts uh, on Friday? No, I'll tell you one thing we're doing this year that's different with our young guys. We we got a JV game against uh, ERAS freshman team that we're playing them three times. We played them two weeks ago. We played them last night. And those games are so such good work for our young guys, and it's great work for ERAS young guys. So it's fun to see those two communities come together and, and help each other's football programs. So that's been a lot of fun over here. Real good. Well, Coach, again, uh, happy to have you back on Bayou Sports on these Wednesdays. Uh, we understand if uh, on occasion you got to pick up a class. I know that happened a couple times last year, but always a pleasure. And, again, we'll look forward to checking in with you on Saturday. All right. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, All bet. right. Good luck to you, Coach. Yeah, uh, Jeff, uh, just interesting as he talked, uh, you know, uh, with just uh, limitation uh, on his squad. He, he had mentioned six seniors, three juniors. Wow. A uh, small group of uh, upperclassmen, uh, of course, filling his team uh, with but, a lot of but, sophomores and yeah, freshmen. Well, what it does, though, it gives you an opportunity in a year or two to have a lot of experience if if you can keep those guys involved. Yeah, not only involved, but uh, uh, they'll probably be playing maybe some of them two games a week if they play a, a JV or a freshman game uh, with that uh just uh, I'm curious to know how many young men he might have on the team, 30, 35, you know, considering uh, 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 only nine upperclassmen between his junior and senior classes. Uh, it's quite small. I think he did mention he had, what, uh, 13 seniors last year. Yeah. He had graduated. So uh, pretty much uh, for a small school, pretty good-sized senior class. So uh, good luck to Coach uh, Artie Laosa as he takes on a little family uh Interaction there with his dad coaching uh, over at uh, Pope John Paul. I think his dad coached for many years oh, yeah. at Slidell High School. Uh, 
course, Artie Lauza, who, who was a fine athlete, oh, his you dad. You forgot to ask him about that first win at Highland. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Completely forgot about it. Yeah, uh, and his dad was a fine athlete at Chalmette High School back in the day. Uh, not only a multi uh, a quarterback and also a uh, a catcher in the baseball team in Chalmette back in the day. Anyway, uh, Jeff, uh, we'll see how uh, all that comes through. Of course, high school football here on Kane Radio Friday evening as the uh, Catholic High Panthers uh, will entertain uh, the Erath Bobcats as uh, they come to Panther Stadium uh, Friday night for a uh, 7 o'clock kickoff. We'll be on the air approximately 630, 635 uh, for that uh, broadcast of uh, Catholic High football. Uh, Catholic High, of course, with a big win last week as they take down uh, Parkview Baptist at 14-10. Uh, at to 10. And Coach uh, Matt Desimo here on uh, Catholic High's Coach's Show uh, Monday night, we talked about that. And uh, so far in pretty good shape. Forgot to ask him, too. He's got a big running back. Uh, uh, um, that plays for the Panthers that, that has been out the first two games, uh, my recollection, Javon Brown, I believe his name is. He's like six one or so, about 240 pounds of running back. Uh, well, the Panthers could use him uh, to take a little bit of that heat off of Luke Landry, the quarterback. But other games in the area uh, come fr- uh, Friday night. Uh, uh, Acadiana will be here in New Iberia to take on the Yellow Jackets. Of course, uh, uh, coach uh, would want to uh, get uh, off on the right foot, taking on one of the stronger teams in southwest Louisiana. And by the way, we'll try and get Coach Learman on the show tomorrow morning. Yeah, with Coach. So, uh, Coach Learman, anyway, uh, Brobridge at St. Martinville uh, Friday night. That's always a big time inter parish uh, rivalry. Uh, St. Martinville losing last week uh, to Notre Dame 27 7. Brobridge uh, trying to come back. Also, other games uh, in the area for our local teams. Evangel Christian. Christian, uh, if you want to listen to King Radio or want to travel to uh, uh, Westgate, they take on Evangel Christian Academy over at uh, Westgate uh, this coming Friday in a big game, big ball game. Two very highly rated teams. Also uh, coming off a big fifty to nothing win, Evangel is. That, that's right, and uh, just always just a power program. Of course, we talked about Erath being at Catholic High. Uh, uh, Friday night uh, with that game will be heard li- live here on 107.5 and AM 1240. Delcom, as we mentioned, that's talking to Coach Eliuzu. They travel to uh, Pope John Paul and Slidell to take them on. Good luck to Coach uh, Eliuzu. Uh, Vermillion Catholic, uh, Terry Martin, uh, head coach at Lorville. They take on the Screaming Eagles uh, Friday night over in Lorville. A uh, big contest uh, for them. Fine quarterback, uh, Dartes at uh the Million Catholic. Also, uh, Lake Arthur will travel to Generette to take on the Tigers. They're 2-0 on the year. Big win over Morgan City last week. I think they defeated Morgan City 24-7. to Correct. And they're 2-0 on the year. So uh, good luck to uh, Generette Tigers uh, playing good football. Had a winning season last year and had a playoff game, I think, for the first time in years uh, in Generette High School. The first time they had a playoff game with a winning season. Yes. Because of some of those uh, ridiculous splits and uh, having to fill brackets. I think they made the playoffs once uh, with one or two wins. That's right, yeah. uh, with that. But have a good team this year. Yeah. Couple, have, a, have a young man, uh, Treville uh, Frederick, who's a two-lane commitment, who's 6'4", by 240 pounds. Uh, matter of fact, saw him at the two-lane game Saturday when they played Ole Miss. Anyway, uh, also uh, Holland Baptist traveling to Plaquemine to take on St. John in, in a big ball game, non-district ball game right now. But uh, as uh, Coach Rick Hudson said, uh, uh, they're looking forward to going up there playing a, a team that runs the, I think he said, the, the wing tee, uh, St. John does. So yeah. uh, with that, so good luck to uh, the Bears as they travel across uh, the jaunted I-10 <laughs> over the Chaffalaw Basin, hopefully uh uh, no particular issues uh, with accidents on that uh, particular basin. In the meantime, uh, just uh, other noted news. Yeah, well, uh, one, go one ahead. Other local game, of course, Acadiana Christian. They're going to be back in action right. after a week off. Uh, they're tanking on uh, First Baptist on the road. I think uh, Coach said they're uh, fairly far up north. Uh, yes. I, well, I want to say they're up. Uh, was it Mount Olive? or? Uh, well, no, that – who they played the last time. But I want to say, well, they're, are they a team up from North Louisiana? Maybe, maybe so. But, well, Coach Olivier is scheduled to join us a little after 8 tomorrow, and uh, we'll catch up with uh, that uh, matchup tomorrow. Anyway, 53 years ago today, 127 people lined up 
to run in the inaugural New York City Marathon. The race was won by a New York City fireman by the name of Gary Moki, who ran two hours, 31 minutes, 38 seconds, who arrived at the finish line pulling an all-nighter. And uh, the growth, you know, that through the years of the original course was entirely in Central Park. By 1976, it expanded to traverse all five boroughs as it does today, and participation has exploded in five decades since uh, from 55 finishers back in 1970 to nearly 48,000 last year. So uh, anyway, pretty interesting in that regard, the New York City Marathon, of course, the Boston Marathon, I think you could call the granddaddy of most all marathons other than the uh, the Greek runner who ran from uh, Thermopylae uh, back to uh, Athens uh, for 26 miles, 385 yards. Anyway, in the meantime, time to take our next break here on Bayou Sports on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Uh, we got a few couple more things to talk about along with today in sports history. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Athletic Field provides challenges that test the competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good paying jobs that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajlow, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Swyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by GolfBalls.com and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Row, and Sugar Oak. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Dream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big hump day, Wednesday, September the 13th. And, uh, you know, the New York teams right now are, are just having uh, really a tough time. Of course, uh, the Jets, even though the Jets uh, won their opener, the Giants get bombed. The Yankees and Mets are flirting with last place. But uh, that's not all bad. Uh, last night they brought out the Simba Cam at City Field last night, encouraging fans to hold up their dogs on the Jumbotron mm. <laughs> last night. So uh, things aren't all as bad as you think. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about well, just uh, Yesterday on ESPN, uh, um, the PTI guys uh, uh, did a segment on Sports Center, and I, I, I wasn't listening, uh, didn't hear it, but I, I saw the graphic. Uh, was Aaron Rodgers' uh, exit from the game the – toughest moment in new york most deflating was the term they used was that the most deflating thing and looking at the most deflating thing in new york sports history and i thought uh, the, the first thing that came to mind uh, in my head was the idea of uh, the yankees losing to the red sox being up three games to nothing in the uh, american league championship series in 2004 then losing four straight including two at home um, and then I thought, boy, maybe the most deflating thing, Brooklyn Dodgers, New York Giants leaving New York, uh, those things had to be deflating. But I, I couldn't think of many others. 
Yeah, those uh, those uh, particular course, the Dodgers ended up uh, winning their only World Series, uh, the Brooklyn Dodgers, in '55, uh, when Johnny Padres shot out the Do- uh, Yanks two to nothing, and Gil Hodges knocked in both runs that particular afternoon when the World Series played uh, uh, all the time in the afternoon up until I think the first night game was played between Pittsburgh and Baltimore in '71. I think it was it's the first uh, night baseball World Series game ever. Anyway, of course, we mentioned about the New York City Marathon uh, uh, with that. And, uh, you know, the other there, there's six really big-time marathons throughout the world uh, today. And just a hint, two in U.S., two in Europe, and one in Asia along with, with that. Uh, but the Jumbotron last night with everybody holding up their dogs in that. Of course, we all know about the Boston Marathon. The Chicago Marathon is pretty big up in Chicago, too, yeah, Jeff. Along with, run it. Yeah, with, uh, with London and Tokyo along with Berlin and the others. Uh, involved there so on the tube tonight uh, of course you can watch uh, Major League Baseball uh, that's going to be a highlight but uh, the WNBA the the WNBA playoffs tip off tonight as four of the eight contending teams uh, begin their best of three series the links at the sun elsewhere the sky at the aces uh, on that so uh, with that anyway uh, just uh, uh, a whole foray of uh, baseball games on tonight if you want to watch your team, whether it be the Astros, Cubs, Cards, or the Braves, uh, who are playing uh, uh, pretty well and just keep knocking home runs out the park. They set the uh, National League uh, team home run record. I think that's held in the major leagues by the Twins, who did it, I think, three, four years ago when they banged out over 300. Uh, when you think about it, I can think of the Cardinals playing in the World Series one year, and the, the whole team had hit 67 <laughs> with the uh, whitey ball. Uh, Jack Clark, I think, hit maybe 35 or something like that uh, to lead them. But uh, watching the Cardinals steal over 300 bases that year and turn singles into doubles and triples uh, with uh, the speed. Anyway, uh, in the meantime, of course, high school football this Friday night will be at Catholic High to do the ERAD Bobcats at Catholic High Panthers uh, for that uh, game and uh, stick with us. A lot of great games around the area with uh, your high school teams. Uh, get out and support those teams, uh, those young people, and not just the uh, the teams itself, but the cheerleaders and the bands and uh, the dance teams and all that. A lot of effort and work put into that uh, for them. Meanwhile, today in sports history here on uh, a big Wednesday, uh, hump day, September the 13th, in 1902, the Chicago Cub infielders, Joe Tinker, Johnny Evers, and uh, Evers, they call him, and Frank Chance, appeared together as teammates for the first time, creating the famed double play t- combination of Tinker to Evers to Chance. Elsewhere on this date, 1909, Todd Cobb, uh, would you believe it, clinches the home run title in the American League with his ninth home run of the year, all of them inside the park jobs. Elsewhere in this date, 1927, New York Yankees clinched their AL pennant after a 5-3 to win over the Cleveland Indians at Yankee Stadium. Babe Ruth that afternoon hit number 52 en route to his record 60 home runs. He did hit, I think, 17 home runs in the month of September 1927. Also in this day in 1930, in the PGA Championship Men's Golf at Fresh Meadow Country Club, Scotsman Tommy Amore defeats Gene Saracen, one up in the final for the second of his three major titles. Also on this date, 1932, the Yankees clinched their seventh AL pennant uh, on this day in 1932. Elsewhere in 1934, Commissioner Kennesaw Mountain Landis sells the World Series broadcast rights to the Ford Motor Company for $100,000. I wonder what Ford would have to pay today. Anyway, in 1936, 17-year-old Cleveland Indians future Hall of Fame pitcher Bob Feller Strikes out then a record 17 Philadelphia A's and a 5-2 win. 17-year-old Bob Feller. Matter of fact, on this date, 1946, the Boston Red Sox clinch their uh, AL pennant. Of course, they go on to lose the World Series to the St. Louis Cardinals. Elsewhere on this date, 1954, Cincinnati first baseman Ted Klazuski scores a run in his record 17th consecutive game as he scores a run, but the Reds lose to the Pirates 5-4. to Elsewhere on this date, 1958, lefty Warren Spahn is the first uh, uh, lefty to win 20 more games nine times. Also on this date, 1965, Willie Mays hits his 500th home run off of Astro Don Nottabart as the Giants' 11th straight win 
uh, in that. Also in this date, 1971, Frank Robinson hits his 500th home run in that regard. Also in 1973, the U.S. Congress passes and sends a bill to President Nixon to lift the NFL football's television blackout of a sold-out game. And we were lucky here in the Lafayette area as the CBS affiliate uh, uh, Channel 10 uh, was never going to block out the games because they were outside the 75-mile radius, I do believe, in that regard, uh, whether the Saints sold out or not uh, in that. Also in this date, 1978, the Yankees recover from 14 games behind to gain sole possession of the AL East in first place with a 7-3 win over the Detroit Tigers. Of course, that was the uh, Boston Massacre, as the Boston Red Sox fans allude to. Elsewhere in this date, 1982, Steve Carlton tosses a complete game a shutout and hits a home run for the fourth time in his career in a 2-1 to win over the Cardinals at Philadelphia. He becomes the only pitcher to do so in three different decades. Wow. Elsewhere in this date in 1989, Faye Vincent is elected the eighth baseball commissioner. Of course, Faye Vincent only hung around for a couple years. Thought he was doing a good job, too, as the baseball commissioner, too. Elsewhere on this date in 1999, John Elway's number seven is retired from the Denver Broncos on this date back in 1999. Also, birthdays today. Uh, a jockey from Sunset, Racer Bill, Breeders' Cup Terp champion in 88, uh, born in Sunset, Louisiana. Also born on this date, uh, the Golden Spikes Award winner, uh, Ricky Weeks from Southern University, born in Almonte Springs, Florida. Of course, he played for the Jaguars, won the Golden Spikes Award his senior year, or it might have been his junior year at uh, Southern. Elsewhere, passing away on on this date uh, in 2015 was Moses Malone, a uh, high school uh, phenom that went straight from uh, the high school to uh, the pros. Uh, he originally signed with Lefty Drussell at Maryland, but decided to move on to the pros. Of course, he had a distinguished career as uh, MVP in 83, 12-time NBA All-Star with the Rockets and 76ers. He passed away at 60 years old of heart disease on this date in 2015. Also, the quote of the day, I'm going to go back to John Elway. He said, I've experienced the highs, the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. I think I really need to appreciate anything you have done at both ends of the spectrum. Saw John Elway playing his first collegiate game. Of course, his most famous collegiate game was the Cal Fumbaruski play, his last collegiate game, when they beat, uh, Cal beat Stanford as, uh, I can't remember the young man who ran over, ran over the, uh, the tuba player in the end zone for that, uh, infamous game. And Joe Cap was the coach of that Cal team back in the day. Uh, of course, Joe Cap playing in Canadian League, then coming with, uh, his coach, uh, to the Vikings back in to play in the, uh, their first Super Bowl, which they got beat by the Kansas City Chiefs in O2 Lane Stadium back in uh, 19, uh, I believe that was 1970, uh, when the Chiefs beat the uh, the Vikings in their first Super Bowl game. Of course, the Vikings are 0-4, I think, in Super Bowls. Fran Tarkenton was quarterback for the other three uh, games. Haven't been to the Super Bowl since, in my recollection. No, that is, they've lost a couple NFC title games, one of course, to the Saints, uh, and another all, epic loss to the Falcons. Yeah, didn't the Gary Anderson was Something like 39 like that, straight yeah. field goals he had made and missed the field goal late in the uh, game. Brutal. Just to lose the game. Did not break my heart, though. Yeah, I understand, too. Anyway, uh, that's today in sports history. Jeff, don't know if you saw many, any, anything else that might have come uh, through the uh, yeah, I'm, bars I'm, in that bit. I'm going to spend a little time uh, during Tesh Matters uh, about a couple of racial issues that are plaguing college and the NFL uh, right now. Alabama disgusted after a video surfaces of fans hurling racist and homophobic insults at Texas players yes. uh, Saturday evening. And now I, I see the Bills owner is being alleged to uh, have uh, made racist comments about uh, African-American NFL players. And it seems to me uh, you'd be really working against your brand by doing that uh, in the NFL but um, talk more about that during Tesh Matters. Give it a little time. Yeah, with that, uh, trying to think anything else that uh, might have come up uh, through the course of uh, uh, action. There's uh, a lot going on, and uh, our PGA golf professional has a, a little remark for us here as you're all t- tied up there. Just talk. Yeah, go ahead. All right, well, UL played in the uh, Louisiana, uh, Louisiana Tech's tournament and finished tied for first yesterday. 
with a three man three team playoff with uh, UAB University of Alabama Birmingham, and uh, I'm trying to remember the other team right now. But anyway, they they lost the three team playoff, and uh, but they uh, they shot ten under par the last nine, nine under par for for uh, the entire tournament. So. Uh, going to be talking about that quite a bit uh, next week on chip shots yeah and uh has uh and where did they play uh, play they it? played at squire creek and it's chandra shooterant yeah uh Shudrin, yeah, yeah uh uh quality golf course too. very yeah very good golf course it's uh it's uh difficult uh, to putt is what they say the like pro putt. shots aren't, aren't real hard but because the windmill you never know when that thing is going to spin you know. <laughs> no, but, but like putting on this surface here you yeah. know uh pretty much on a but table I think theodore should be pretty proud of his team because his number one and two player finished way down they finished fourth and fifth so they didn't the play team. well so is what you're play saying well at all except on the back nine one of them shot five under par the other one four under par and one of them one under par so they they went from like seventh place just on the back nine to tied for first and Unfortunately, he lost in the three-team playoff, but uh, I'm sure it was fun and, and a good finish. So the uh, the uh, fall semester seems encouraging for the Cajuns, and hopefully they'll continue uh, their good play. Of course, last year they ended up winning the conference tournament uh, and went on to the NCAA regionals, if they my did, memory serves me correctly. And, and, uh, you know, they came they, – they didn't perform well there because they weren't supposed to. They weren't a very good team. They just uh, – you know, ca- caught a good good week, and then match play, anything can happen like that. Any new participants on his uh, squad this year? Yeah, a guy named D- Dylan Keating from Ireland finished first on his team, seventh in the entire tournament. And I'm um, trying to remember another one. Burke Alford um, finished uh, one shot back at four and a four, finishing tied for tenth. So, uh, and those are two newcomers, you know, obviously to the team and uh, – if they can build a nucleus around those four or five players, then you know who knows they well, might be a good team. They're the defending champs in the, yeah, the Sun Belt. Yeah. That's correct. All right. Anyway, I want to thank you for that uh, input there. Uh, of course, uh, chip shots can be heard every Monday evening from uh, five o'clock to six uh, before the CHS Coaches Show, Jeff. And uh, anyway, don't know if you've noticed anything else that might have come through uh, in the meantime. No, I think we're good to go. All right. Uh, Anyway, that's uh, today uh, by you sports uh, on a big hump day, September 13th. Uh, now back to you. All right. Again, always thanking our sponsors and guests. Uh, first, uh, we had uh, Coach Rick Hudson from Highland Baptist, Artie Loza from Delcom, and we thank our sponsors, Jacob Landrew for State Representative District 49, L.A. Classic Roofing, the Schwing Insurance Agency, the Hennigan Pain Center, and Cane Row Golf and Turf Club.